listening to the Sleep Nation Station podcast right here, right now, with special guest Kiki Halliday with her new single, American Tragedy. Welcome, Kiki. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's awesome. That's that's the greatness of the podcast world. You can be uh, anywhere and, and still talking on Skype and doing an interview. So thank you so much for being on the Sleep Nation Station podcast. Absolutely. I'm really excited to be here and talk music with you. I know. It's my obsession talking about music and all kinds of music. And I'm excited about mm-hmm. your single American Tragedy because I'm personally, I'm not really that into like the singer songwriter kind of acoustic guitar and vocals, you know, I mean, of course there's plenty of musicians that I say that I, I do like under that mm-hmm. umbrella, but your song, like my band also tried the same thing. We, we have a song called American way and, it, and it's talking mm-hmm. about more like war and, and also throwing in gun violence there also. So Got it. I have a rock band and you're doing the singer-songwriter thing, and your, like, attack at this was so much better than our attack because, <laughs> like, lyrically, ours is about the level of a fourth grader, but yours is, you know, like, college-age season songwriting here. I mean, it's it's awesome, and it's great to listen to, and, and it's just, it really portrays the emotion that you that you went for and it, it hit straight to the heart. Well, thank you. I, yeah, I really appreciate that. And I think the um, beauty of being a songwriter is that the, you can take a song, you know, with just lyrics and guitar and kind of transform it however you want. So in this case, um, the song, I took it to a good friend of mine and a producer uh, based in Los Angeles that I actually used to intern and studio assistant for um, a while ago. And he, his name's Scott Frankfurt, and he took the song and he really transformed it from how I wrote it uh, into the production that it is and the way that I released it. So I definitely um, understand where you're coming from when you're saying that it's two different genres can still kind of attack that same theme. And, and, and it, that's the beauty of music. I think is being able to come and find different pieces of art of the same type of question. Right. I I just want to read a little snippet about American tragedy. It is a reflection on the escalating gun violence happening in America today, written from the perspective of a young person, I think it'd be meaningful to those directly affected by the violence and those of us who have witnessed it secondhand through report after report of mass shootings in different cities. That was just a little mm-hmm. snippet that I took off your website. So have you, have you been directly affected by a mass shooting incident? Well, that's a good question. I have had some friends who have had close loved ones encounter these situations. One of my closest friends, her cousin, was at the the shooting in Las Vegas and um, at attending that music festival, Route 91. And my parents also live in Las Vegas. So, you know, the night that it happened, they they worked there. They had a lot of coworkers that they needed to account for. And that that got me 
that got me thinking about the, you know, what's happening. Um, I also had friends who, who had relatives who were close to those in, uh, the shooting at, in Parkland, um, at Stoneman Douglas high school. So having been, you know, once or twice removed from those situations, I still believe is too close. So, you know, I can't really imagine what it's like to be there um, running from a bullet. But hearing these stories, hearing, reading written words from friends who were at Route 91, that was enough for me to want to say something. And I don't necessarily think I'm an extremely political person. I, I like to stand up for what I believe in. And I think that this wasn't really something I actively chose to write about. Um, I think it was just something that I had to say at some point. Right. Oh, we're all kind of, sometimes the songs just, you know, fall in your lap and, and you get emotions Mm -hmm. that are kind of out of your environment that affect you. And you just, you're like, I've got to write this and there's nothing else I can do. So I, I definitely understand that. And, and this is just, this is something that everybody can, you know, relate to because it, it does seem like every week there's something happening involving a mass shooting. I, I believe this week it was, uh, you know, there was a shooting this week. Yeah, in, in Odessa. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely emotionally affected by it. And, and I, again, like you said, it's everyone can relate to it. Um, I have friends who are in all, you know, political, have all different sides of political views and viewpoints, and they have come together and really supported this song and come behind, you know, come to really support, put a lot of support behind this song and me. And they understand that it's not really, um, it's not really politics and it's not really a time to be divided. It's a time to come together. And that was really inspiring for me to see, um, you know, friends coming together on this issue. That That is, that is something to be said also. Uh, that That's awesome because Mm-hmm. It's an extremely every and in an, another sad thing that I see is every time that there is a mass shooting, people want to want to go ahead and and throw their two cents. I, I know every time on Facebook, it's like within a couple hours, everybody's saying, "Well, if there was you know concealed carries there, then there wouldn't have been a mass shooting. They they would have been afraid, mm-hmm. or uh, mm-hmm. you know." on the other side of the coin, if, if we had taken all the guns away, there wouldn't have been anybody to have been able to, you know, get a gun to shoot and all that kind of stuff. So it just goes back and forth. And to me, that just, that makes me kind of outraged that we can't just sit and, and mourn with the, you know, a mourn with America that something has happened and, and leave the, the extracurricular politics out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I definitely see what you're saying. And, and I don't, I don't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily bother me 
um, when we're talking about it, because I do think it's important to talk about it. Um, and I, I think that no matter what, it's going to be politicized, um, because at the end of the day, it is a policy issue, uh, and wanting um, a lot of people are wanting a change on, on, um, you know, background checks and, and just, uh, gun policy and gun reform. Um, now that's not to say that we, you know, sh we shouldn't be open to all opinions and, and, and hear each other out. Um, but I do think it's important to talk about it, uh, because, um, talking leads to change. And I think at this point there is a desperate cry for change, um, so that, you know, we do feel safer in, uh, America. So I, I, again, like I haven't always been so outspoken about my political views, um, but putting out a, a piece of music like this, it has made me want to continue my, my openness to hearing other people's opinions, but also, you know, finding more ways to support what I believe in. I agree. I mean, every, any time that you can, you know, you, you have a, an avenue of a voice to, to project it, I say, I say project it. Um, and I wasn't mm -hmm. saying my, my comment wasn't directed that, that we shouldn't, you know, have a, a conversation about it. I, I just, mm -hmm. my concern was the, the quickness, the, you know, there, there's no like hold the politics for just a couple days and then you guys mm -hmm. can have at it, you know? I, yeah. I, and, and Facebook is definitely not going to be probably the best place to, to voice those opinions. Um, so I get, I totally get that. It's, it's, uh, it's, some, it's a process that we'll, we'll have to figure out, uh, how do we constructively make a change without tearing each other apart? Right. And, and, you know, in the, one of the first like publicized and biggest, you know, Columbine, they they blamed it on Marilyn Manson and and Rammstein and, and heavy music, you know, mm -hmm. and and now it seems like that they're trying to blame it on, you know, violent video games. I, I right. think I saw that, and it's just like, what what else are what what's the other excuses that you guys are right. going to come up with for these things? But right, exactly. So, and you know, it you mentioned Columbine, it. It's interesting because actually one of the reasons that like the first way that I may have been connected to this whole sort of thought line, um, I, I'm from California and I grew up in the greater part of Los Angeles and I actually moved to Nashville about two years ago. And one of the ways that I ended up getting here was, um, I was on a plane and I met someone, um, this was right after I graduated college and he was producing a movie in Nashville. And this movie was based on the life of someone named Rachel Joy Scott, who was killed in Columbine. And so this movie called I'm not ashamed was actually based on her life and her life story through this, you know, tragic 
incident. So they actually ended up using one of my songs in that movie. That's amazing. Yeah. And it was, you know, uh, super moving to be able to use my art in a way that could help tell her story. And I I came out to Nashville while I was still living in L.A. I came out to Nashville and uh, went to the premiere, which was at the Belcourt Theater here in Nashville. And, you know, got to hear my song and the theater, which was amazing. And, um, and got to meet some of the production team who put the movie together. So that is actually really maybe the first time that I started to, you know, get involved in using music for a, some sort of cause, you know, cause it's so powerful. I mean, there's been times where, you know, here recently I'll listen to songs and they'll take me to a certain place in time and, and get evoke a, a pattern of thoughts immediately. And, and sometimes mm-hmm. there doesn't even have to be words to be sung. It could just be some chords and it, I'm already emitting emotion, you know, immediately. Like when I, when I hear like a sequence of chords and it just, you know, brings out a thought of me. So um, congrats on getting your music, in in such a powerful you know documentary i'm sure you said it's called i'm not ashamed yes and um it's it's a film so it's based it's based on the life of rachel joy scott um and it tells her story uh in a way that is you know it kind of gives another perspective to how she and her family persevered, you know, after that. So I, it, it was a, it was a good film to be a part of, but yeah, I, I, I love, you know, when you're talking about music, taking you to, um, emotional places and that can be sad. It can be happy. And I, I mean, I love, I love listening to electronic dance music, because it makes me feel something. And, you know, I'm a lyricist and I love writing um, those lines and those those words and those phrases that make you feel something. But I also really appreciate just the music that takes me there and makes me feel something too, you know. Right. So yeah. I, I, I did mean to the, like talk about for 15 minutes all this heavy stuff. I want. I, I know this is like a, a extreme right turn, but so, so you're you were born in L.A., correct? Yes, or, or uh, I was. Yeah, I was born in Cedar Sinai Hospital in Los Angeles. So awesome. I was actually born in L.A. and then grew up about an hour outside of L.A. in a town called Santa Clarita, um, Valencia, California, and went to Valencia High School, and then I went to college at the University of Southern California. So moved back down to, uh, LA near downtown. Awesome. So what was your first musical experience? I like a song or, um, like what was your first, you know, I I just called a musical experience, but like the first song that you can remember or your like first favorite song. Yeah. So, uh, the first thing that I really remember would be, I think I got like a karaoke machine or something from my parents and I would take that everywhere with me to the neighbor's house and sing them like 
the Carpenters and just sing with like the Dixie Chicks to anyone that would listen. Those are like some of my favorite songs growing up was anything by the Dixie Chicks. And then I would, with writing songs, my cousin and I um, would make up songs when we were stuck in traffic with my grandparents uh, during the summers when they would take us on trips or to go see plays or something. Uh, my cousin uh, and I would, I would, I would basically write a song and then give her the parts to sing. And so mm-hmm. I started like, writing songs about traffic and um, just goofy like songs. So that was kind of my first experience with music and knowing that I love to perform for people um, and write little fun songs. And then yeah, from there, you know, singing the national anthem here and there at events but then I started getting nervous as I grew up. So, you know, you kind of go through phases. So you, when you first started out singing, you, you did not have like, you weren't nervous at all. And now you've kind of grown accustomed well, to being nervous. Is that? And so, yeah, I guess I didn't make that really clear. So I was definitely like a little ham growing up, just really like love to sing for people, be the center of attention, make up stories, plays. And then, um, I think I had like a really bad experience singing the national anthem somewhere. I messed up the words or something. And maybe it's at like my brother's little league football game. And after that, I started to get really nervous. So from the time from like maybe middle school to halfway through high school, I didn't really sing and do a lot of musical activities. Um, and then I, ju- I did join choir in high school and I would sing with another one of my friends. He would play the keyboard and I would sing and he kind of brought me out of my shell. So the combination of doing that and choir by the time I was ready to graduate high school I was starting to write songs again had been actually practicing the guitar my lesson so I kind of um, started off really you know as a young kid really into music and performing kind of got away from it you know as a teenager interested in sports whatever and then as I kind of went back into college I started taking songwriting classes in college and started performing with the band there that's awesome yeah so I definitely still get nervous here and there but I I like performing I just I probably actually haven't sung the national anthem again yet though so that is one fear I still need to conquer (laughs) that's okay I I, I'm I'm with you I I think I've been asked one time and I declined it because I was like nope I'm not I'm not getting pulled in that. I will definitely yeah. mess something up. I was like, like you, putting yourself in that situation yeah. is scary. Yeah. I, I don't so. blame you. So and, one day. <laughs> so what just in, in a general sense, what inspires you? Uh, I definitely think people inspire me and um, the way that I see people interacting uh, I like to observe other people and kind of come up with stories and ask friends and my friends' friends. Even if I just met them, sometimes I'll ask them questions just because I want to know more about their human interactions with other people. And then 
a lot personally, just like my personal feelings, my personal moods and just relating them to a time and a place and color and personification of, of feelings. I don't know. It can come out of nowhere and it does take me quite a bit of time to process things that happen in my own life sometimes. So I'll, I'll go on some sort of adventure or whatever. And then two months later, I might start writing a song about it. So I might write little notes about something here and there, but uh, it does take me a while to process things that happen in my own life. So I do like to ask other people about what's going on with them because I'm not as close to it and it might be a little bit easier to get something uh, started at least. So, Why do you make music? I make music, well, that's a good question. I make music because it feels like the thing that I am best at um, in terms of uh, what I what I can do. Um, not to say that I define myself by being a musician or a songwriter, because I think there's a lot of other important, you know, characteristics and values that I continue to want to define myself by. But I feel as though music is something that helps me process the world around me and connect with others. And when I am feeling a bit isolated or disconnected, it, music is the thing that brings me back uh, to people and, and grounds me in, in the real world. So my head can be in the clouds, but I, at the end of the day, um, there's only so much thinking that can be done and, and pondering about, um, life and thinking about the meaning of life. And I think that, uh, creating is the thing that really drives me. So creating music is the thing that makes sense. And it just makes 110% sense to me. So I'm, I'm not like a trained musician um, in terms of, you know, classical or anything. I didn't go to music school, but uh, it is something that's like pretty natural to me. Um, and it continues to develop, I think. That's a great answer. I, I whenever you were saying that it's the best thing that you, you feel personally, that's the best thing that you like do in life. I was like, mm-hmm. that's my like that's that's exactly how yeah. I feel. Like there, there's really nothing in this world that I feel that I do better than playing music. Right. I may not be right. the best and guitar player or singer, but exactly. You know, that's why your I'm heart here. is there. Yeah. yeah, your heart is there, and and it, yeah, it doesn't have to mean you're the best at one particular thing. Um, and, and it's not also, it's not about putting all your eggs in one basket, but with all the combination of, you know, your your words, your your skills, um, which is important to to um, improve and hone. And I continue to work on my guitar skills and my, um, piano skills and theory and trying to read theory and just get a, become a better musician so that I can actually translate what I want to say 
and continue to, you know, write the best songs possible. So I think at the end of the day, I'm a songwriter and, and it's, it's awesome to like hear that you feel that same way. Um, because it feels risky sometimes to, you know, say like, oh yeah, my best skill is, is being a singer or songwriter, you know, but it's important, I think. I, I, I definitely, th- I mean, I wouldn't have been able to, to survive like the past two decades if, if I didn't have music. So right. uh, I, I definitely, you know, it, it's such a powerful thing. And, and that's kind of why I have enjoyed doing this is interviewing mm-hmm. my own band members and, and interviewing people that I had, you know, this is the first time that I had a conversation with them. But mm-hmm. we're all connected by music because we all can understand, like, people that don't play music. I believe mm-hmm. that they're kind of in, they're, they're separated from musicians a little bit because mm-hmm. they don't know what it's like to perform live. That, that like, absolute awesome feeling of performing live that's, mm-hmm. you know, better than any drug that you could mm-hmm. get anywhere because... It's like releasing endorphins in your brain when you're when you're playing music live, when you're listening to music and and writing. So it mm-hmm. just I don't know. I, I just like singing the praises yeah. of music. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And and performing is 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 amazing. And um, I I do you know I hope to write music and perform for the rest of my life in whatever capacity that is going to be. And that I totally agree with you that performing is unlike anything else. And I, I can recall it, you know, finally getting my bearings performing and really feeling like that was the place I was most understood as a, as a person, as like a soul, as an individual, I felt like connected and at the same time understood as, as this, you know, individual and really anything washed away that wasn't meant to, to serve that. So I think like, I want to continue to improve my live performance because it is such a wonderful experience. And I feel so lucky whenever I get to be on stage for 20 minutes, 45 minutes, or, you know, play a three hour set. It's, it's really wonderful. It is. It definitely is. Yeah. Going back to American tragedy. My 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 segues are awesome tonight. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. We're taking another right turn. Okay. Hey there, Mister Wall. Mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming that you're def- directly speaking of the potential wall that may or may not be built. Yeah. So. Um... It's definitely up to interpretation. I think it can be literal. I think it can be figurative, maybe metaphorical in terms of the gatekeepers of, of, of change and, and who's really making the decisions. And, you know, I, it's, it doesn't have to be specific. It doesn't have to be literal. It's, it can be a representation of, of power 
of, you know, the power that we are, you know, desperately crying out for help with the change. That's awesome. That's, that's a great answer. Mm-hmm. I, I was just asking because that, that line in the song really stuck out to me and, and it mm-hmm. really demands your attention when you sing that line. And I, I just wanted you to kind of throw, you know, the insider. Yeah. I wanted the inside scoop on that line. So that I just yeah. had to poke that out of there. But Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, it's definitely like an important, important part of the song. And it was at one time probably, I almost called the song Mr. Wall. I changed the name a few times and then ended up being American Tragedy. So it's definitely an important part, and I'm glad that you like it stuck out to you. Yeah, and also the wall. I, I don't, are you familiar with Pink Floyd? The wall. Mm-hmm. Like they, they kind of play along with the you know, it, it's like a metaphor for plenty of different things, just other than just the Berlin Wall. So that that was awesome that you uh, right. used that avenue that you're not just speaking about one individual thing, but many. And then mm-hmm. that's another kind of notch as you as a songwriter and your, how like neat you are about writing and, and putting more in a line that's not just saying one thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. No problem. Thanks. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being on the Sleep Nation Station podcast. Kiki, we really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I I love talking with you. Awesome. It's been great, and we enjoy it. And now, listeners, you will enjoy American Tragedy. Check it out. Listen to it. Stream it on Spotify. Do you have an upcoming show? Playing at a songwriter festival in Muscle Shoals in October, which I'm pretty excited about. I think it's like their first uh, annual event. So it's the first inauguration of this songwriting festival. So I'm really excited to be a part of it. Congratulations. It looks like you've got a lot of great things ahead of you in the future and best of luck with you. And here it is American tragedy. school.